Welcome to the Spiritually Minded Women podcast. If you're a woman who is ready and willing to be a follower of Jesus, you're in the right place. Join me this season as we dive in deep to learn how to embrace your journey on the covenant path with checkpoints instead of checklists. I'm your host, Darla Trindler, and I'm cheering you on. Welcome to your journey. This episode is part of a 10-part series. I have bonus contents for each of the 10 episodes in the series, as well as devotionals that you can access by purchasing my course, 10 Ways to Embrace Your Journey on the Covenant Path. I'll tell you more about how to get the bonus content at the end. As you are embracing your covenant path, you are going to inevitably have times where you feel unsure about the direction you're going, and you may experience fear or doubt or lack of hope or be uncertain you're going the right way. So today I want to talk about how inadequacy, fear, and doubt are actually part of the journey. You will also talk about how you can gain confidence to move forward. So back in episode three, we talked about silence and I shared how Joseph Smith was probably experienced silence from the time he had the first vision until Moroni appeared in his bedroom, which was a period of three years. Another interesting thing I think we can pull out from Joseph's experience is this, just because you have had a profound spiritual experience does not mean that you will always have assurance that your journey on the path is right. In Joseph Smith History 129, Joseph wrote that he felt condemned for his weaknesses and imperfections. But if you keep reading in that same verse, Joseph also says that he had, quote, full confidence as he prayed to know where he stood with the Lord. He was clearly struggling to know if God was pleased, but he was still able to draw on his past spiritual experiences to have confidence and faith that God would show up again. He had experienced it in the past and he was confident he could experience it again. And so can you. I shared back in episode one that as a youth, I thought all that I had to do was step on the path and then everything would be perfect. But obviously I've learned that that is false. There is opposition everywhere in the journey. Even when you've had amazing spiritual experiences, you still may face opposition, fear, and doubt. This is totally normal. The adversary has power, but you have more power and you can put your confidence in the Lord. You can be confident in God's love for you, but you also have to know that it's going to be a fight. So recently, someone remarked to me how much they admired the clarity that I always seem to have about the path I'm on with this podcast and the things that I'm sharing here. And let me tell you, I literally laughed out loud. Why? Because it is a battle that I fight every day. Let me assure you, there is constant opposition to keep that clarity. Several months ago, I read in the Book of Mormon about Alma and his great desire in Alma 29.9 to, quote, be an instrument in the hands of God, end quote. I wanted to be like Alma. At my very core, all I wanted to do was share the gospel and help other people. So I started praying about that. And I prayed for several days and I asked Father to help me know how I could be an instrument in His hands. So one morning, as I prayed for this desire, I stood up from my prayer and I started going about my day. And then a thought that I know didn't come from me started running through my mind. And this was the thought. Are you ready for the opposition? It wasn't even a thought. It was a question. And I pondered on that question and even wondered, which side was it coming from? 
but I quickly felt it was from the Lord telling me something I needed to know if I wanted to be an instrument in his hands. The thing that I needed to know was that there was going to be opposition and I needed to be ready. I wasn't sure if I was ready. I didn't know what the opposition would look like. But only a few days later, when the uncertainty of COVID was was setting in, and I had I had a really scary weekend in the hospital. My son had to have an emergency appendectomy, and they wouldn't let my husband in, and I was there all alone. And I really started to learn a part of what the opposition that I was going to face was going to look like. And the fear about worldly things that were happening built up inside me, and it spilled over into fear about spiritual things. And the adversary was waging his battle in my mind and he was winning. The opposition wasn't coming from the outside. It was coming from within. So I got home from the hospital and I was a mess. I was an absolute wreck. And through uncontrollable sobs, I told my husband that there was no way I could ever be an instrument in God's hands. I had too many mistakes. I was too imperfect. There were others who could do it so much better than I could. I didn't have anything to give. There was no way that I could do it. My husband listened and later in the evening, he offered me a blessing and the blessing brought me comfort, but also clarity. I wanted to be an instrument in God's hands. Doctrine and Covenants 4, which is a scripture that I memorized many, many years ago in seminary and I recited every day as a missionary, came to my mind. If you have desires to serve God, you are called to the work. I had a desire and I felt God calling me. So even though I knew there would be opposition, I knew I had to engage. In the past seven months, I could tell you that it has been a battle. The clarity my friends saw in me on the outside is the result of a daily war that goes on inside of me. Satan never gives up. He is constantly throwing stuff at me to get me to lose confidence in what I have felt called to do. He's got all kinds of tricks. Comparison, imposter syndrome, thoughts that seem like the truth but aren't, questions, pride, doubt, worthlessness. And even this summer when I was in the middle of creating a course and marketing a course to help parents spiritually empower their teens, I was in my own home having my own struggles with those very things that I was trying to teach. It never stops, but I am slowly learning that I have power. I can have doubt creep in. I can wonder if I can really do anything that would help someone else. I can have questions that don't seem to have answers. But at the same time, I can pray like Joseph Smith did with confidence that Father is going to answer me. He is going to help me. Do you ever feel weak? Do you ever feel opposition? Well, I just want to say welcome to your journey on the path. It is all part of the plan. You probably know this all started way back in the pre-existence when two plans were presented. The plan that involved opposition was the one we chose because we were taught that adversity would help us grow and become like our heavenly parents. That's what we wanted. It was also the plan that provided us with a savior who could help us use his power to overcome the opposition. Weaknesses are given to us by a loving God to help us learn and grow. As the Lord told Moroni, in Ether 12, 27, quote, I give unto men weakness that they may be humble, and my grace is sufficient for all men that humble themselves before me. For if they humble themselves before me and have faith in me, then will I make weak things become strong unto them, end quote. 
you are going to experience weaknesses on your journey on the path, but weaknesses can actually help propel you forward. If you are humble and put your confidence in God instead of yourself, your weaknesses can become strengths. Opposition is also bound to come no matter how profound your spiritual experiences have been. As Lehi counseled his son Jacob in 2 Nephi, quote, For it must needs be that there is an opposition in all things. If not so, my firstborn in the wilderness, righteousness could not be brought to pass, neither wickedness, neither holiness, nor misery, neither good nor bad. Wherefore, all things must needs be a compound in one. Wherefore, if it should be one body, it must needs remain as dead, having no life, neither death, nor corruption, nor incorruption, happiness, nor misery, neither sense, nor insensibility. End quote. Sisters, you will never set your foot on the path and then have this perfect journey. It will be full of twists and turns. You will experience fear, doubt, lack of worth, inadequacy, weakness, sin, opposition, and so much more. But somehow, at the same time, you can also experience confidence. It's not a confidence that you can create. It's confidence that comes from loving Heavenly Parents through your brother, Jesus Christ. So let's talk about developing confidence despite your weaknesses and shortcomings, as well as the opposition you face. How can you use God's confidence in you to help you combat the opposition, weakness, and sin? The first thing you can do is repent. The number one goal of this season of the podcast is to give you hope that you are unique, that God is a personal God, and that you have a personal journey on the covenant path. By saying all this, I'm not suggesting that you stay as you are. I know the Savior wants each of us to improve or become better. Nephi tells us in 2 Nephi 31, 19, And now, my beloved brethren, after you've gotten into this straight and narrow path, I would ask if all is done. Behold, I say unto you, Nay, for ye have not come thus far, save it were by the word of Christ, with unshaken faith in Him, relying wholly upon the merits of Him who is mighty to save. As Elder Jeffrey R. Holland put it, Come as you are, a loving Father says to each of us, but he adds, Don't plan to stay as you are. End quote. Repentance isn't a bad thing. Repentance gives us the greatest hope we could ask for in this world. I love the words of the young woman theme. I cherish the gift of repentance and seek to improve each day. We have the ability to be a person who putteth off the natural man and becometh a saint through the atonement of the Christ the Lord, as King Benjamin shared in Mosiah 319. Repentance is a huge part of your journey. One of the only guarantees of this life is that you will sin. You will need to cherish repentance all the time. And we will talk in more depth about this concept of repentance in an upcoming episode. But my point is to not get discouraged if your path doesn't look like you expected it to look. Don't beat yourself up when things don't go perfectly, or how you expected, or when you make a mistake. Put your trust in someone who knows more than you do. Repent and stay on your journey. Repentance is just one way you can gain confidence. In the bonus content for this episode, I'll share more ideas with you about how you can increase your confidence through the Savior. You can find the bonus podcast content in my course, 10 Ways to Embrace Your Journey on the Covenant Path. In addition to the bonus content, you'll also get the full episode in both video and audio format, as well as devotionals for the 10 episodes in this series that are all about how to embrace your journey on the covenant path. You can find a link to the course in the show notes or go to my website, spirituallymindedwomen.com. 
click on courses and look for 10 ways to embrace your journey on the covenant path. Join me next week on the podcast where I'll be sharing more thoughts about embracing your journey on the covenant path with checkpoints instead of checklists by learning to better commune with God. I hope you'll join me in the journey. I hope you enjoyed the podcast. And if you did, please share it with a friend. I would love it if you would leave a review and rate it on Apple Podcasts. This actually helps more women find the podcast and embrace their own journey on the covenant path. To get access to the workbook for this season and to find show notes and other resources, head over to spirituallymindedwomen.com. For more inspiration, follow along on Instagram at spirituallymindedwomen. Have a fantastic day. I'm cheering you on in your journey.